Welcome back to another episode of Stitch Files with Barrett in America. I'm Brandon. I'm Bob. And we have joining us a special guest. He's special, all right. I've used that used that term again. Yeah. I think for John. S-P-E-S-H-U-L. That's how special he is. Yeah, he's very special. Uh, anyway, Vinny Eccarino is joining us. He's the sales rep for Barrett and also, uh, and he covers pretty much the Northeast. Yeah. I don't exactly know. He'll tell you. He'll tell Top you of the states. states to where he bumps into me. The big panhandle. In D.C. The, the northern panhandle. Is that right? I think so. Is it a panhandle? Oh, well, yeah. If you look at it on the map, Florida's a panhandle. That could be a panhandle. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on which handle? Yeah. Or which, which? Yeah. You know, let's go with it. Let's okay. just go with it. Yeah, there. Anyway, Vinny, <laughs> are you there? I'm here. Yes. Gentlemen. How are you? Good afternoon. I and I use that loosely. Yeah, I, I figured. How's, uh, how's the weather up there in Yankee Land? Uh, actually, Yankee and Metland. The, uh, the weather I, actually. I didn't ask is about the Mets. I said Yankee I, I, Land. I don't want to hear about the Mets. <laughs> I, I I would think that you wouldn't ask too much about the Mets. Three games, man. Uh, they're looking over their shoulder. Uh, they they are. They are. We're nervous too. I hate the Braves. I, I hate them I, because I hope they're nervous. I hope they're nervous. Why do you hate them? They, we should be nervous. The I Braves should. are always good. I, I I hate the Braves because they're always good, and I never understand it. Is how they could always be consistently good, and then even have like one or two poor years, and then become great again. I mean, it's frustrating as a Mets fan because we probably are good every 20 years for a year or two. And then, you know, we got another 20 years of a drought. So yeah, it's, uh, that's the way it goes. But the weather here is great. And I was traveling up in Massachusetts, um, this week and the weather throughout was beautiful. So we've been doing pretty good. It's been nice. a little dry, but it's been good. Are the, are the How leaves, about, uh, the leaves turning, starting to turn up there? Uh, no, not yet at all. It's really, it's still like summertime. It was um, it was in the mid eighties the whole time. I think today is probably it says seventy five on my computer right now. So you know about seventy five, but seventy five to eighty, eighty five. So it it hasn't changed at all yet. Everything is real green. How does Just your a little dry? Know, how does your computer know what temperature it is? Uh, it it kind of it shows it on the bottom of the screen. Believe it or not. So I you know somehow it knows. The computer knows everything. Yeah. You ever have your phone like you're talking, and all of a sudden your phone just answers you? You know, Siri or whatever. <laughs> My, um, what's the Amazon thing? Um, was it Echo? That? Uh, don't ask me. Yeah, we unplugged it because it was doing that. Now it just sits oh, there. I, I had that on, and all of a sudden I had I unplugged it too. As um, what's her name uh, from Amazon? Just starts talking to me out of the blue. You know, it's like, huh? Uh, you had to unplug it. It was way too sensitive. And and sensitivity around me, that's not a good thing. All right. We're just we kind of wanted to have, um, basically, you've been in sales for a very long time. So we thought it'd be a good idea to have somebody um, with a whole bunch of experience in both life and sales. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, just kind of go mm-hmm. over your Kind of how you got started um, in embroidery. In embroidery. You, you don't have to go from being yeah, born. Yeah, please we don't, don't. We don't care about that. Uh, when I was born, you I know. I guarantee you were a breach birth. 
It was a full, it was a full eclipse when he was born. Probably. Well, you know, I, I, I was, I was in the garment industry before I, I came here, and um, in and with Gloria Vanderbilt, and and the jeans business back then was starting to get uh, very competitive, a little soft in certain areas. You know, Jordache and Calvin Klein. You know, some of them survived. And some of them have been gone. Vanderbilt kind of disappeared. And I started kind of waning a little bit. So I kind of reached out to a headhunter. And a headhunter contacted me about this company called Meistergram. Never heard of it. Talked to my brother. He said, oh, no, it's, you know, it's a pretty good name. I've heard of it myself. And I went on a job interview. I remember that the job interview was at the Harvard Club in Manhattan. And I went into this place, and it was wall-to-wall books, you know, uh, 30-foot ceiling, two fireplaces on each end, and had an interview with, with Gluskin. Steve Gluskin was the vice president at the time, and uh, Katz, who was the president. Had like a three-hour interview. Went great. I was thinking, when I, when I went, the idea was I was going to practice an interview. I had no interest in this. I didn't know anything about the equipment or the industry, nothing at all. I figured, you know what? I have to start looking for a job. I haven't done an interview in like three years or look. So I went, um, and I ended up getting the job, you know, went back and forth. It took them about a month. I didn't know what, you know, um, why it took them so long, but they had some bad experiences who run, who ran the office previously. So they finally hired me. They brought me out to Cleveland for a month. But, you know, what a waste of time that was bringing me out there. Try to teach me how to run the machines. We all know how great I am at that. <laughs> and, uh, we keep you away uh, from them. <laughs> I, and the funny thing is that Steve Gluskin, yeah, you got to keep me away. I can break him. I can't run him. <laughs> and um, I remember that Steve Gluskin, and I talked to him recently. He said, I didn't think you were going to last a month. <laughs> okay. And that was, I swear, I swear, he said, he said I, I just like, no way I thought you were going to last at all. And, and that was 1984. That was 38 years ago. You know, so. Um, obviously it worked out, you know, and then we went from, you know, even though I was at my Instagram uh, and that wasn't really bad, it's all the same people. It kind of transitioned all together to become my Instagram and, and McPherson, my Instagram, as you know, and, and into Barrett and going direct and stuff like that, you know? So obviously I got a chance to learn a lot about, you know, the overall, the equipment, the customers, the business, you know, and I, and I love it. I love the business. You know, I, I love the customers. Um, and of course the company's been, been great, been great to us. And, you know, what I tell people all the time is, you know, people go, you know, when are you going to leave? I go, leave and do what? I mean, this is a great place to be. How many people can say that they sell the best product in a thriving industry? You know, there's not even a best car. You know, I mean, you can talk about Bentley. Some people have called our machine a Bentley, you know. But there's not even, but you know what? There really is a best embroidery machine. You know, there's some good machines out there. There's obviously some terrible machines out there. But we sell the best machine. And then that's kind of a, an envious place to be. You know, so that, that's kind of how, um, how it all got started. You know, we certainly went through a lot of changes in the uh, territory up here we had a couple of people 
and some people left and some people merged. Um, so that, that's kind of a, the overview of, you know, how I got into it and, you know, where we evolved to, to where we are today. Yeah. And you, what we talked about too at the sales meeting, like how much we take for granted, what a good machine we have and, you know, stuff that we probably glance over that is, um, probably a very good, very good selling point for, for our machines. Um, I think that's, yeah, you know, at the, at the sales meeting, when we were at the sales meeting recently, we went over a couple of features, you know, here I am, I'm here 38 years. I'm always pointing out, you know, direct drive and, you know, reasons that we sell hats better than anybody else in foam and small lettering and fine detail and things like that. But there are other things talking about, you know, uh, how the machines are overall built and the feel that goes into them and some other major components of it that we really don't pay enough attention at that we really need to stress a little bit more to people because people don't know. Yeah. You know, you have the people that come into this you know, especially people that make mistakes buying some of these cheaper machines, you know, and I don't want to get into competitors and names of companies and things like that. You know, we know who they are, but people that come in and they kind of think, you know, all inverted machines are equal or, you know, you know, why is this machine better than that? Or why do you think you're better? You know, and we really are because of many of the things that, you know, go into our machine, yeah. you know, how heavy duty it is, how much heavier it is. One of the reasons why we have less overall vibration and it sews better and it lasts longer and it will have um, less problems is how well it's built, how sturdy, how much heavier. You know, the extra second beam we have along the back uh, of the head to give it kind of a balance and the stability and the heavy dutiness of it, you know, the components. You know, and I try to tell people, you know, one of the things I do stress to people how it's almost like, it's not custom made, but I can made, you know, we take longer to build our machine because we put so much into it going from station to station, even though I've never been to the factory and seen it built, but I, I, I have a vision of how it's built and how much time and effort to put into it. One of the problems we have with lead time now is of course the, the you know, supply chain issues. That's the biggest problem. But also when we build a machine, the time and the effort and the care that we put into building it, you know, and that's why they last so long. Well, yeah. they're one, of, you know, they're it's one like, of the few items, <clears throat> embroidery machines in general, I guess, that are really hand-built. Uh, they are. They're hand-built. I mean, it takes skilled laborers to put these things together. There's no robots or um, it's people doing it. And there's so many man hours that goes into each machine, which takes time uh, to get it right. And then they have to be so tested. So, you know, they just don't squirt these things out over there on a whim. It, uh, it, t- it takes time. Yeah. It no, that's, I think that, that, that really is, you know, the barren indifference. I really do think the care and the time. And that's why, you know, you know, Sonny, you know, we're older. You know, remember the commercial for the Maytag sales and the Maytag repairman, you know, he had nothing to do because, the, the, you know, Maytag machines lasted so long, you know, and, and, and I'll tell people sometimes, I said, you know, one of the good things about Barrett is they last so long. You know, I have hundreds and hundreds of people that have, 
Barrett and Machines that I sold them over 20 years ago still running. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the bad thing is they last so long. I want to buy, <laughs> I want to sell you another machine. Yeah, it makes it hard to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, and when, they, and when they'll tell me, you know, it's like, you know, try to sell them another machine and they'll say, you know, but look, I have this one right now. It's still running. I said, look, yeah. I said, but, you know, new machines, uh, they'll give you better production, you know, for faster production, increased, uh, you know, output. Um, I understand that they'll last forever and that's fine. But this is, you know, this is the reason why you really kind of want to go forward. You know, look today, an eight head machine will outproduce, you know, a 12 head machine that was built in the nineties. That's how much it's, uh, it's increased, you know, through the years and stuff like that. So, that's the selling point. But the idea of saying, uh, you know, you want to buy another machine because your old one doesn't work anymore. No, they're, they're, they're still running out there. They're yeah. still running fine. They're still, they, they may not have, uh, you know, good bobbin sensors. They may not have a lot of features. And those are cer- certainly good reasons to buy a new machine. Um, but man, you know, they're still putting out quality embroidery, you know, and, and one of the things that when I talk to people about new machines, you know, I never really say, you know, let's say you have a 15-year-old machine. You know, I'll talk about, you know, all the new features in the touch screen and the servo motors and things we've added to it that will improve production, you know, faster speed, less thread rate. But one of the things I really don't say much, I said, it's not really going to improve the stitch much. I mean, you know, if you have a 10, 15-year-old machine, I'm not going to tell you this because, oh, your embroidery is going to look so much better because you know what? Embroidery on even an older Baradin still looks great yep. mm-hmm. because that's how, that's how we build the machines. They, you know, they, they hold up that if we look at one major difference between us and competitors, in my opinion, is that even old machines still so great because of the direct drive and how we build our machines. You know, I mean, wouldn't you say that? <clears throat> yeah, there's um, there are two really good podcasts you should go listen to that we did the mm-hmm. last two episodes talk about how great they're built. So I would direct you to that if you want to become a better salesman, Vinny, go listen <laughs> to those two episodes. <laughs> oh, okay, I will. You, can, you work, can't. I'm, I'm, you can't be a better salesman. I think you sell more than anybody in the entire universe, but <laughs> I, which I don't understand. If if I were buying a machine from you, I'd have a hard time. I'd probably have to take a nap. <laughs> no offense. You know, you know, Wendy used to say, like, I'm the energizer bunny. You know, you just kind of turn me. You kind of look. I know I can drive people crazy because you know I'm I'm always kind of on and stuff, and I'm always up. And you get me started, and I don't stop. And I know it can be a little worrying for some people. And stuff. I know that, but but the one thing is, it's real. You know. When I try to tell people in sales, you know, because salesmen, you know, per se, have such a bad reputation. You know, they're kind of like lawyers. They have bad reputations. People think that they're full of crap, Mm -hmm. you know, that they lie and stuff. And the one thing that I always try to make people understand is I'm loud. You know, uh, I talk a lot, maybe too much. Okay. You know, I'm I'm very self-aware, but I'm very honest. I, everything that I'm telling you, everything I'm telling you is, is, is factual, is actual. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, and that, 
that is really how I always want to come across. You know, I, I had a, I had a customer, had a big, I don't want to say an argument. I have a customer that's having a problem because of delivery. You know, we're, we're having issues with deliveries, of course, you know, because getting things out of Japan are taking so long. All the issues getting here, as we just discussed, takes longer to build machines, what we put into it and all that stuff, you know. And, and his, you know, what happens is he, it's a big company. You know, they have about 15, 20 machines. And every time the owner gets on him, he gets on, he gets on everybody else, including yeah, yeah. he comes over to me. And his owner feels that we've given the reason that it's been so delayed because uh, he bought the machines in March and I told him six months at the time. Cause I said, you know what I told people at the show by the time we got to the show in, in, in Atlantic city, I told him six to seven plus months, mm-hmm. you know, never knowing that the plus was really going to be the key to that. You know, I really thought <laughs> six to seven was emphasize the plus. <laughs> I, I put in the plus in a lot of emails, you know, just as a, as a little, you know, hedging my bets a little bit, not really knowing that everything turns into, everything turns into the plus. Forget about the six to seven. Most people have taken it well, you know, well, not it, easy. But it's, I yeah. tell people too, is like, you know, the, these are estimates. Like we're just going solely off of a stock list that, you know, is, I mean, it, it, there's no concrete numbers on there it is a guesstimate and is a moving target and you just have to be upfront with people you know nobody likes to hear it but we're also not lying to you and selling your machine out from under you or sitting on them in cleveland they're just you well know. the other thing too back in march we weren't having the supply supply right, chain right. issues yeah you know? that, right. that just started in about may or june when we we couldn't get touch screens we couldn't get uh computer chips we, we were really lucky about the first quarter. It was the block, the block assemblies too. Yes, yeah, yeah. block, block assemblies. I mean, we, we, that kind of caught up to us. And I, Japan never told us that it would, but I kind of figured, man, at some point they're going to mm-hmm. run out of parts because a lot of these machines use a lot of the same parts that the auto industry does, especially this touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's used in uh, uh, the touchscreen on a, on a, in an automobile. So, Probably Toyota's going to get them before Barrington does. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that, that was something we weren't expecting because we were going, you know, we, you know, it was, it was getting them here. Now it's, and it's gotten better. The supply chain issues have gotten better. They're, they're not over, but man, this, this shipping hasn't gotten better at no, all. No. Not at all. I think that's been the, you know, what I tell people is that one thing is getting some components. And, you know, we're, our factory is only a certain size, how we put together our machine and our business is way up, you know, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, you know, but what's really caused the biggest problem. And as Shin was telling us at the meeting, you know, it used to take 21 days to get from Japan to, which I, which I can't believe 21 days. So I don't, I say 30 days, 21, 30 days, whatever to get from Japan to Cleveland. And now that's three or four months. Yeah. That's a tremendous, that's a tremendous different yeah. and, and there we at least in our factory we have a shortage of components we get an idea of you know where we're short when we expect to get them you know that's going to have delays that's going to really slow things up but we might be able to you know pinpoint and get an idea where we're going to be at and when we can actually produce the machine but 
we have no control once the machine is built. And then we got to get a container. Mm-hmm. And then we got to get a ship. And then that ship never comes directly to the States, goes to Singapore. Stoney, remember we were tracking <laughs> legacy yep. three machines. Oh, my gosh. I go, I go to Kevin. I go, okay, look. I said, you know, Paige is a really serious guy. He's a great guy. He's a serious guy. You know, I don't usually talk to him directly. I don't need to. Only time I talk to him is if there's a problem. And there's very few problems. He's like getting annoyed. Where are his 315 head machines? Kevin, can you track it? Okay, sure. It left Nagoya. It went to Singapore. It went to Singapore? Yeah, it went to Singapore. Okay. Then it went back to the... Tokyo Harbor. I said, wait, wait. Isn't that also in Japan? I said, wait, wait. It left, it, the way is Japan, right? It left Japan, went to Singapore, back to Japan. I go, really? I go, why did it do that? He goes, I don't know. Do I drive the ship? He goes, I have no idea. I said, I said, okay, Kevin. So where is it now? Because it was right around. And when I asked him, it had just got back to Tokyo, I think, the day before. I was asking him this question. So where is it now? He goes, they put it on another ship. I go, then I felt like it was an Abbott and Costello who's on first kind of thing. Really? They put the three giant containers on another ship? I go, yeah. And and that's when I was able to get Apollo, who's been a great partner, to kind of switch off and, and give a couple of machines to Apollo's and move them down on the list. Because you know what? When we gave the machines to Legacy, those actual machines that were his didn't come for another month after that. Yep. It, it was crazy. Yeah, those, so that, those boats are on the same three-hour tour that Gilligan and Skipper were on. Yeah, it's, it's like Gilligan, yeah. We're definitely on, on the storm. And, and going back to my customer, so my customer is like yelling at me thinking that his owner is thinking that I'm giving his machine to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, that the reason that it's not, because we're at about the six-month time, and his machines are probably looking at November and he's freaking out. And he's saying that, you know, my, you know, the owner thinks that you've, you know, taken our machines again. And I, and I had to stress him and I wrote him a really, really long email. It took a lot of time, you know? And I, and I said, the one thing I can guarantee you, the one thing that we don't do as a company never is give somebody else a machine before somebody else. I said, yeah. I, I, I have to, I have to tell you, this may be a good or bad time to tell you this, but I was dealing with, um, with Ralph Lauren, with a company that deals with Ralph Lauren, and and they were waiting for a machine, and it's been delayed. It was just a single-head machine. And I'm dealing with a main guy on with, with the company, and there were about five other people listed on the email, <laughs> you know? And so all of a sudden, I get a comment from a guy that I haven't been dealing with the whole time. Everybody's been copied. I'm dealing mostly with one guy. Maybe another guy chimes in. This guy chimes in and said, listen, this is for a flagship store for Ralph Lauren. Um, and, and we would appreciate it if you can move us up in the queue. And then his, his, his phone number and everything was from England. So somebody, probably a top guy in the company there. And my response to him was, I will do everything I can to get you your machine as quickly as possible. And then after that, I really didn't do anything else because I couldn't do anything else. Because right. I know yeah. that if I went to Mr. Bob Stone and I said, Bob, this guy is telling me we need to move up in the queue because they need it for this and that, that Bob would tell me, I'm sorry, cancel the order if that's the way it is. Because that's the way Bob is. A Kuznick 
asked me, they, when they ordered the, um, they, they were going to order the 16th tier once and they actually ordered 20. Awesome, right? And the vice president, and they're super, super people. I was just there this week, you know, this week. They, 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 they're fantastic partners. They're great. So, and, they, and the vice president goes, listen, you know, you're telling us six months. You know, at that time, it was about six months that we were looking. I was pretty accurate. Um, and he said, you know, we're a Kushnik. You know, we're Titleist. You know, we're the biggest golf company in the world. You know, can, is there any way, you know, we want to, we're going to buy 16 machines, you know, and is there any way you can turn six months into four months? And, and I told him, I said, Paul, I said, listen, we really appreciate your business. You're fantastic. You're a great partner. I said, but if, if a person ordered one CO1 and you ordered 16 CO1 and that person ordered it before you and you told me, listen, if I can't get it before this person or that person or whatever, and if I went to my boss and told him that, he would tell me, don't take the order, cancel the order. Because that's how we do business. Yeah, and it's right. Well, yeah, it's just being fair. I mean, if somebody's on the I list, mean, it, it should it, go in order. It's the, the mom and dad, the mom and pop who buy a the least expensive machine and buy one and they put it in their garage and they're starting their business. They are just as important as that company buying those 15 machines. And I truly mean that you have to treat every customer exactly the same. doesn't matter how big they are, or how small. And that's our philosophy. That's my philosophy. I mean, I, we get asked all the time, is there anything you can do to move, move us up? No, can't. And we've got some gigantic companies that do business with us and we just tell them up front. It really hasn't been a problem. I'm just like, that's just not the way we do. And I'm serious. They can go buy something else. It's, you start doing that and moving machines around. First of all, it's not right. It's not the right thing to do. You're not doing right by your customers. And you're not doing right by yourself either. Because then you get to playing favorites. Because we need that mom and pop to buy that XL. Just as we need a Cushnet and Cutter and Buck and these other companies to buy these big machines. But you can't go playing favorites. Yeah. They're, they're our bread and butter. I tell people, and let me tell you, when I told that guy to Kuznick that, he totally understood that. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. You know, and that's the way they would do business, too. Without question, he totally had no problem whatsoever. He was just saying, I thought I would ask. Yeah. He, he was great. Yeah. He, he was really great about it. But that's our bread and butter. When I tell people about my business, you know, we love the big accounts. Look, I handled New Era biggest, uh, you know, customer in, in, in the business, you know, sold them 170, 15 head barons, some $17 million of business with just them. I, I love them to death. They're fantastic. You know, although they got rid of most of the machines, they made like 150 machines disappear in thin air. I still don't know how that happened, but <laughs> needless to say, love them to death. But then when I look into my territory and I have a huge territory and I do, have the highest volume, you know, in, in, in the, in the business with the company, Not maybe, you know, you know, <laughs> and what, what, what'd you say? I said, not for long. You know, my sole purpose <laughs> is to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll, it'll never you happen. Are, you are, and, and, uh, you know, so when I look at that, I, I was just talking to some people recently, I said, you know, 
I like to throw out New Era and Acoustic and L.L. Bean and Vermont Teddy Bear, 47, you know, it's great to talk about those companies, but I don't want you to think that that's our main business or that they're more important than you because sometimes people think that way. I just want to know that we deal with some of the best companies in the industry because we're high quality and they're high quality and they're looking for high quality. So I'm really trying to stress our quality and stuff. Uh, and I try to make it very clear when that comes up that somebody questions, oh, I'm nobody here. And I say, you're everybody to us. You're the most important thing. You are our bread and butter. I say 97% of my customers have one, two, or three machines. They are our primary interest. I said, the big companies, they're easy. They maintain themselves easily. They take care of themselves. They know what they want. They're easy to, they're really much easier to deal with. We put more time and effort into that mama pop person because they need us. We want to help, we want to help everybody. And wherever the need is, that's where we're going to be. And you know what? They need us more. They need to understand, look, I, you know, look, somebody comes to me and they want to buy uh, an XL chip, you know, for $16,000. Um, I can never look. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to somebody trying to start a business. Somebody's yeah. been working. It's a part-time business. They don't know what they're doing. To, you know, that's, you know, you know, tremendously uh, valuable. That's a lot of money to them. And I take that very seriously. Don't forget, you know, one of the benefits that I have over other people in the company is that I spent the first 12 years in the single head division of this company, the Meistergram division. That's a tremendous uh, advantage that I have because I spent 12 years putting a lot of people into business. So I really understand that. I, 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 I've seen the stress and the concern and the fear that they've had and helped them every step you know, along the way that I could to make them comfortable, to make them successful, to make them understand that we care for them. You know, that, that they're important to us. And they are. They're tremendously. That's, you know, that's our bread and butter. That's our foundation. You know, one of the successes we have is we have a, we have a, a great machine, a great company with great support. No question about it. The best in the industry across the board and stuff. And, and one of the benefits I have being here 38 years, I have a tremendous penetration of the market. I built a tremendous foundation. And I tell people many times, I said, look, when I'm selling you a machine, I want to, one, always have you successful buy another machine. Okay, always. And growth. And we have tons of that. Okay? But you know what? Even if you can't do that, and, and trust me, I understand if you can't do it. Maybe you just want a small business. Maybe you just want a six head or a single head, whatever. You know, and, and I'm going to treat you just as important because what I want you to do then is I want you to be happy. I want you to be successful because I want everybody to be successful. And then I want you to say good things about us. I want you to, you know, say you won't buy a machine. You know, you, you, you can't, you're not in that position. That's not what you want to do. But you'll tell somebody else, you know what? You want to get into this industry? You should go to Barron. You should go to Vinny. You should go to Brandon. They're going to treat you right. It's the best machine in the industry. They're the best company. You know, we live and die by our reputation. Yeah. We have a tremendous reputation. And that is everything to us. Um, and we really, really, really want you to be successful. We really do. We, we bend over backwards. Thank God we don't have a lot of problems, but it's a machine. It will have problems. Okay. 
And when we have a problem, I'll do everything. I stop everything to, to you know, how, solve people's problems. Sometimes I'm a pain in the neck to, the, to my own company. You know, <laughs> I've had people say, hey, I'm an area. What do you work with? You work for Barrett and other customers. I said, listen, you know, if we take care of the customer, that takes care of Barrett. You don't understand. I work for Barrett. But you know what? Taking care of the customer is always good for Barrett. Yeah. Always. You know? So I, I you know, because sometimes I'm like, corporate, come on, let's let's send out a follow up call on this or let's do this. And, you know, so you, you, know you know how I know. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've, I've been put in my place too because I feel like I pester people sometimes. <laughs> but that's okay, and I haven't been here nearly as long as you have. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So yeah. I hope that gives you some overview of stuff. What else uh, kind of things do you want to talk about? Um, well, I want to talk about um, how you pissed off the boss man <laughs> by your lack of uh, your lack I, of understanding you know, of technology. That. No, we're talking we, about it. we don't have enough. We don't have enough time for that, you know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, no, you know, you know, I was going to do this to you. Yeah. No, it, I, you, you and another individual who re- remain unnamed. Who's not here today? Who's on vacation? I'm not. No, I'm not talking oh, about her. Okay. We're the last to conform. To the computer. Conform. I like that word. Yeah. Conform. You will conform. I had on. I had on a T-shirt yesterday. Was it yeah. yesterday when he, you were so pissed? Whatever day it no, was. I think it was Wednesday. Anyway, I had a shirt on that said, join it was early. Die. It was early in the morning. The guy gets up so goddamn early in the morning. <laughs> I work. I work until 12 or 1 o'clock at night. You get emails to me at 1 in the morning and stuff, you know. And I get started probably about 7.30 or so. And and Bob is up at like 5 in the morning just yeah. laughing. We both are. Know, I'm oh my God! I'm, I'm at. I'm check. See, here's here's the thing. <clears throat> when I get up, Japan's getting off work, so mm-hmm. I usually have about ten emails from Japan that that they don't expect me to answer. They're not saying, "Oh, you got to answer these," but I feel obligated to. Plus, I get up and I go to the gym. I'm just up. I'm always. I'm up at four thirty, quarter five, pretty much every morning. Yeah, and yeah. I'm checking my emails. And, um, from, from usually from Japan, like I said, they have four or five and I rarely get one that early from you. And, um, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, <laughs> things, things progressed. Yeah. Well, my, my shirt, he, he was, he was pretty heated. I'm, I'm not going to say anything I shouldn't say, but I had on a shirt that yeah. said join or die. <laughs> and I said, Vinny needs to understand. You better join and you're going to die. Yeah, I was like, gonna... he needs to understand. It's like, do you want me to talk to him and tell him if he does not get get his stuff together, <laughs> he's done. He's going to die. I got that clear. I got that clear. You know, and, I, and I got right up. Well, not only that, I think what I didn't quite understand, and I hate change, look, obviously. I'm the same job for 30 years. What did, what did you I know? tell you? What did I tell you earlier? I, t- I told you, I said, he didn't want to change. That's what he told me on the phone. I, I, I hate, cha- I hate change and stuff like that and stuff. And, and I'm here 30 years and I'm good at, you know, a lot of things that I do. Not certainly not everything, obviously. And, and changes it. But when he stressed to me, I, I hadn't really realized it. Okay. And when he stressed to me how it made Jamie's job tougher 
and that she was upset. Um, Jamie is fantastic. I mean, Jamie really, she is just, you know, it's so funny when we hired, we hired, when she got hired, you know, she typed everything in capitals and she misspelled things (laughs) and stuff like that. And you remember that, right? Remember? And and you got stuff initially from her and you go like, boy, and Wendy Wendy was, you know, Wendy's so precise and, and, and crazy like me also, you know, and she's like, you know, you wanted Man, it's like that's not really how you want to answer everybody because it sounds like you're yelling at them. You got to realize <laughs> she is ninety percent of the time. <laughs> oh yeah, she is. she is, but you don't want them to know that you're yelling at them at least, you know. So you can't just lock in those capitals. So she's you know doing that and and misspelling some words and stuff like that, and and you wonder like, man, I you know hope she's going to kind of like you know evolve a little bit. Well, evolve. She's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she's got, you know, she's got I a love hard job dealing with these trucking companies. It's it's especially now. It's it's gotten it's even worse because there's fewer fewer trucks running routes and freight is astronomical. And customers get mad at the freight costs and the surcharges. And we have, you know, she does a really good job of getting the best deal she possibly can. But I I can't get a hold of the prices of some of these routes. Well. It, it can cost more to ship a machine to Cincinnati than it does to Maine, and I, I I don't get it. And it's has something to do with the routing. Maybe they only have one truck that goes a week to Cincinnati. I'm just throwing that out. I'm not saying Cincinnati's, yeah. but it's crazy what freight cost. It's a license yeah. to steal. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and you're at their terrible. mercy too. They're live. Let me tell you, I get a quote from her and to Manhattan. A single head machinist in Manhattan or, or New York City, anywhere, and you say nine fifty. So yeah, then nobody, nobody 9- wants to go there. No, and then I get a quote: a six head machine to like Albany, New York, uh, nine hundred dollars. And I look, I go, Jamie, are you? Is that nine hundred dollars? And then you know that's kind of low bar. Most of them are not that cheap. But but I got like this like look. I go nine hundred for a six head. And and was further away from Cleveland than than New York City. So yeah. maybe it wasn't Albany or wherever it was. I said like nine hundred for a six head, and then nine fifty for a single head to Manhattan. I remember that distinctly for somebody. And then and then on top of it off, I'm quoting somebody on a six head machine someplace, and I go, you know, for one, you know, he may get two. Give me a quote for one and for two. Quote come back the same. I go, wait mm-hmm. a second, so. The quote for one six head is fifteen hundred, and the quote for two is fifteen. So is it fifteen twice? No, no, fifteen hundred for one. For, for two six heads, the same price. Yeah, I, I, but not always. Sometimes, and depending where, it's like, yeah, I yeah, I just had that problem with my customer that we talked about. That um, one of the problems that he had is the shoreline. Whoever they got to deliver it. It was like a father-son, rinky-dink, independent that they put it on. Guy delivers to a rigger, a sharp rigger in Connecticut, a really sharp rigger that you never have problems. This guy is really professional. And he pulls up with the, um, with the 15 head, and, you know, which is you know, a monster. And, and um, he doesn't want to pull it into his driveway. And the guy goes, I get you know, 50 plus foot tractor trailers in here constantly. It's not a problem whatsoever. It's not like difficult to bring it in because now I want to 
like bring it next door. He goes, you can't bring this seven, 8,000 pound thing next door. I needed you to bring it in here so I can get it off of your truck. And they got into a fight. And then the guy told the rigger, he goes, oh, we're going to jack up the price of this. That's what's the problem went to my customer is that, that the driver told the rigger, oh, wait till you get the bill on this. So that just set everything off in motion. So, no, the trucker, the trucker, that's what I mean. Jamie has been so good. She has such a difficult job because dealing with truckers are impossible. Dealing with all the different salespeople, that ain't easy. I know I ain't easy. You know, so there's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm not on board with the newest technology. And I didn't realize that it made it harder that what we do in the new program makes everything more streamlined, uh, well, makes it a lot easier. Again, if you'll remember back just several months ago at the sales meeting, I gave a wonderful presentation yeah. on the benefits of Quote Valet. Clearly, somebody <laughs> slept through that class. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just, who I, guess, is, I guess I don't know who we're talking about. I, I don't know there. I wasn't in a good mood. We have a bad connection. We have a bad connection. <laughs> I wasn't in a good mood that day, and Jamie was mad at you. Yeah, because she, she was and we mad get at along great. Jamie and I get along great. No, I mean, and she gets onto me and jumps onto me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. so when she oh, when she jumps onto me, I'm like. All right, I gotta do Somebody something. Somebody <laughs> else is gonna get the wrath of this because when Jamie gets mad, somebody at me, else. If she jumps on you, you're gonna jump on somebody else, yeah. and 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 I was the target. You know, deservedly. Well, it stuff. wasn't only if it's any consolation to you. It wasn't only you, and there's another. That's what I was one saying. Of our there's one that other. We remain. <laughs> remain unnamed because Jamie's like well while you're at it this guy <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do it either yeah. and I'm like and I, I did get aggravated because I'm like you know we spent this money on this program and if you would just give it a chance and use it I, I know change yeah. is hard none of us like change but yeah. when we when Thad and I decided to, to go, go to the valet thing and we let Brandon Robert Grundy Gary use it and I said, I want you guys to, to drive this thing and you let me know if it's worth it. Cause it's not cheap. We pay a monthly fee for this, but mm-hmm. Jamie loved it. And I could see the benefits for you and for her and anything mm-hmm. that can take some pressure off of her and get the, get the, um, the quotes back quicker, the, um, deposits in a timely manner. But I think once you use it, and as Brandon may or may not have explained to you, I know he did at the sales meeting, <laughs> if anybody was listening, <laughs> but there's so many things in there that will benefit you as far as following up with your customer. So it, it's a good thing. And I believe in it, but um, I'm like, man, we spent money on this thing. And I thought everybody was using it. I thought everybody was on board. I also did too because you blew a ton of smoke up my butt at that meeting. You're like, this is going to be great. And then radio silence until you get blessed out. <laughs> no, I did not yell at you, Vinny. I didn't yell at you. I don't yell. <laughs> he, may tell you, he may say different. <laughs> uh, and at the meeting, I thought, look, you guys try it. We got 10 programs at 13 of you. If, if, all ten get used. One person may not be able to use it. So I'm thinking, okay, well, everybody, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I never got to it. And then I <laughs> no, found we, out. I we, found out. I, I better get to it. I better. <laughs> and I got. And I got to it. 
I got to it. So I'm working well, on it. I, I, it was so well received at the sales meeting that I thought, I told that, I said, well, let's just go ahead and buy a couple extras. Let's just, you know, because I, I think everybody's going to really be on board with it. And, and, and you will. It is a good... It's a good thing. Okay. I mean, we used that crappy old Excel order form. For <laughs> so I hated that. And, and you know, mm-hmm. Wendy was still here. And I'm, I'm not, this is not toward Wendy. Wendy did a great job um, putting that thing together. But I hated it. I'm like, every time I looked at it, I'm like, we've got to do a better job with our presentation, with our orders. And that's, yeah. and that's when Thad said, well, let me start looking at something and something that's more professional looking that we can, the customers will what we like and makes us look like a reputable company instead of this <laughs> thing that here's something on a napkin. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I'm, and, and Thad did a bang up job. He, he looked at several programs and he, he said, man, we need to look at this. And then we got a presentation. We went down to Orlando for, a um, a seminar with it. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm on board with this. I really think it's good. And it is good. Quote works is great. I like it. I'm, I'm, extremely happy with it and it's is it perfect it's not perfect but again their their product is i don't want to say it's cookie cutter because it's not there's some customization that they've done for us but it still is you can't be all things to all people yeah yeah but i'm glad when i when i started with that i am on board and and when i started with the you know forget about the ballet but when i started with the new program again in the very beginning i hated I don't know if I hate it. If I go, man, I don't know if I like the way this looks. Again, it would change. Hey, hey look, 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 you know, could, could we start and discuss how I got into this? When we, we can go back to 1996. Okay. So in 1996, we, uh, you know, I, I've been with doing the single head, you know, uh, Meistergrams, you know, went from Meistergrams to actually monogram equipment sales for about a year. Okay. Cause they sold, the company to McPherson Meistergram, but they kept the New York office and the Cleveland office. They wanted to keep the two biggest offices, you know, and we had Dick Keys. Do you know that? You remember that name, Dick Keys? Bob, did you ever yeah, meet him? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dick Keys. Ran, oh, my God. That's crazy. So Dick Keys ran it and maybe into the ground a little bit. So then about a year later, we got absorbed back to McPherson Meistergram, but we kept the division separately. You know, we had Meistergram, mm-hmm run by Gluskin, and then we had the two through six run by J-Bum, and then the 12 heads run by um, um, Jerry, you know? And, and and we did that for, you know, quite a number of years, you know, 10 years. And then what happened is, you know, I'm selling all these single-head machines. So I'm selling, you know, 100, 150 single-head machines, uh, you know, a year, and people are getting into the business. I'm putting all these people out of their homes and they're moving into shops and then they're expanding. And when they expanded into multi-head machines, you know, they had to deal with a different salesperson, you know, which is fine, but it almost felt like dealing with a different company. So they had the bond with me and then they had to deal with Frank or with Steve Hobbs, which is fine. They're great, but they didn't have the connection. So sometimes they go, well, if I'm looking at that, maybe I'll also look at the team or I'll look at some other competitors. And we lost some of those people when we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, Finally, in 96, they get the idea that let's put all the divisions together. Well, two things. One, when they did that, I hated it. Okay. Cause I, you know, I had my 12 year selling tons of machines. I love my customers. I'm putting all those people and I had a huge territory, same territory I have now. 
got it all back. And, you know, you last long enough, you never know what's going to happen. So, I <laughs> you, die. Care, so. <laughs> you die. You die. Yeah, you last long enough, then you're correct about that. Yeah, so you want to last long enough and die a little later. But I remember, and then we had four salespeople. This is the funniest thing. Add a little sideline. So we have four salespeople. And so we had to break down the territories, which we did. Well, we were trying to decide, you know, um, we had to break them down. And we had, you know, Hobbs, uh, Cyril and me, and Will Griswold. So we go, okay, let's see. And, and, and this, that's some pretty good salespeople, except no knock on Will. Not a great salesperson. <laughs> so, you know, a good guy, good guy. So if he ever hears this, you know, but out of the four of us, the, certainly the weakest salesperson, you know, I hope I'm not talking out of line. You know, maybe you have to edit this. But, no chance, but, but We don't edit. But, but what we do, what we do is we give, we split up the territories and we give, we make Will the boss. That's what I love. You know, we take the weakest salesperson and we make him the boss. It became, it became the, the Northeast region. And it was nice that Barrett didn't want to get rid of anybody, but that was always, I thought, always very ironic that he became the boss. And, and we don't have enough time to get into a lot of other stuff about that, you know. But I have to say, okay, what I really meant to say is that in 96, when we did that, I hated it. I hated the change. And you know what? It's the best thing that ever happened. It was right. It was so right. It absolutely was the right. We should have did it so much sooner. It made so much sense. Because even, not just me putting people into business, and then sometimes losing some of them. But Cirillo would be selling 12 and 15 heads, and Hobbs would be selling six heads. They would go to the same customer sometimes, and one would say, Hobbs would go, don't buy a 12 head, buy two six heads. That's 12 heads. And and they would actually compete against each other. Oh, I know. Which I remember. I was, remember I, was that? On the, I was on the software side back then, if you remember. Exactly. So I was, I was sitting back. Uh, eating popcorn, watching all this unfold. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. On yeah, the machine side. And I'm like, man, this is this is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> I remember we we went together to sell some software a number of places. We worked together on stuff like that before you, you know you came into the fold and, and took over. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> you sound like a dictator. <laughs> well, hey, I finally you know? got rid of everybody that I wanted rid of. Now, now it's all. Man. Hey, you were almost on that want to get rid of list, man. <laughs> No, oh, come on. Now. I'm Vin, just kidding. Vinny knows. Vinny knows I'm a fair person. He knows when yep. I'm mad, I'm mad. I I don't I don't bother anybody much. Vinny, if you knew how many times I've made him mad in my life on earth. Well you've been I've been around you for forty ever since I was born. Yeah, forty one, forty forty two. <laughs> we don't talk about yeah, that. Whatever. But I I don't get mad too often. But I don't and I hate it when you get mad. Oh, I, you don't know. I, know. I do know. I, I do. It really affects me. You got. If, if you think, I wonder if I'm getting across to him, Bob. Let me make it very clear. You're getting across to me when you're mad. <laughs> trust me, I know it, and it affects me really. I hate it. I, and, and you know what? Let's be honest. Because it, it happens very seldom. No, we get. Because you I are fair. Look, I get along well with everybody. I don't. I don't get. Yeah. I don't get very. I don't get very mad, you know. I'm, I, I don't. It's very rare. I, maybe once a year, you and I will. And yep. It's nothing personal, 
It, no, it's never no. personal. I mean, it's not like Everybody. you, you want to use lose your job or anything. It's just like you guys are like my kids sometimes. You know how you get mad at your kids? Some why, of us are. <laughs> why don't they? Well, yeah, <laughs> some of you are. That's like, exactly. Why don't they get this? Why can't I get this through their thick skull? You know, you you love your children more than anything, and I, I love you guys not more than my kids. Take that, Vinny. Yeah, but but I, <laughs> I do. And Nobody, you guys know I, I'll do anything for you. Go to bat for you. But every now and then you're just like. This idiot, yeah. why don't he get this? And we've done this. And I've said the same thing about my boys when they were little, you know. And I feel like that's how I feel. I feel like a little kid and you're the dad. There's no question. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I feel, like, I yeah, feel well, exactly don't that. Don't make me speak. I think I'm a little older than you. But that's exactly how I feel. I want you to know. So it's, it's working out. And you're 100% right. How could you work together? How many years have you been here now, Bob? Twenty. I started in ninety. I started December 9th, nineteen ninety three. So what is that? I'm coming up yeah. on thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you work together with people for thirty years and not get into fights with them, well, even I, if you love them? I, I will tell you. Um, I, I will tell you this. Um, you know, I was here with in the McPherson days. Obviously, not as long as you. I, I loved working at McPherson Meistergram. It, it was that is the most fun place as far as fun goes that I ever worked. Yep. And we had a ton of people because I worked in Greensboro. I worked in the Greensboro office at one time. We had we had the DC there. We had we had two hundred people in Greensboro, and we were always going mm-hmm. to lunch. And and sometimes you couldn't get anything done. You, you remember, you know, Darren Shiflett, David Lee. I remember all those guys. Oh. We all used to hang out. Dewey Rutledge. Um. All these guys, we used to hang around. We'd go play golf in the evenings. We'd go to lunch together. And we truly became very, very good friends. And, but, every, you know, things were good then. It was probably, I probably shouldn't say this. It was easier to make money back then because business was just, like, so good. Um, yep. And things, and you know it wouldn't last forever. You know, things got tough. And, and I, I did this on another, said this on another podcast. When NAFTA passed, things got tough. You, you remember all the all the companies that went down south, and we lost the big machine business, which was yep. our bread and butter. Man, when I first came here, um, I learned to sew on a Prosperity Plus single head. Sam Sam Smith at the at the uh, showroom in Greensboro over on Wendover Avenue taught me how to sew, and. We didn't have an inline head. I went through the whole thing with the caps and everything. So it has been yep. a very long and sometimes very arduous journey. But yep. looking back on it and the friendships I've made and the brotherhood and, and all the experience, I would not trade it for a million dollars. I honestly wouldn't. It's 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 been a it's it's been a life changing experience. And I know that sounds hokey, I know that sounds corny. But you spend so much time at work, and you want to, and, and you know we've we've had some we've had some people here that I, I never really got along with, but I never mm-hmm. fussed with them. I just stayed away from them. You know, I, I don't I don't look for I don't look for fights. If I just right. I just don't mess around those people. But I would say ninety eight percent of the people that worked that I've worked with here have truly been great people. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I used to love, you know, the nice thing when I was with Meistergram, I had the Meistergram group that was out of Cleveland, and then I had the Greensboro, and we loved going down to, to Wendover and Greensboro mm-hmm. and stuff. But we, we loved going down there. We loved the people. God, the Bobbin Show, oh. you know, well, we have a, 150 people working for the company at the yep. time, maybe who knows how many, and the Bobbin Shows were fantastic. 
I mean, yeah, no, we've seen a lot, and and no, it's been a. I I love love being here, and we're. This is not a job. This is a career. This is you know when I in, talk about corny, I say you know welcome to the Barrett family. I, I I really mean that. I mean I look at us as workers as a family as a team. No question about it. We are a team. You know, and then if somebody, you know, you're not, you're only strong with your weakest link. So you have some weak links and then you're going to be weak and you got to, you know, cover for that and stuff. So we are definitely a team and I definitely look at it as a family and I look at it as our, as our customers is kind of like an extended family. Exactly. You know, maybe some yeah. crazy uncles, crazy uncles and crazy <laughs> aunts, but yeah, they're like our extended family. And I really, I really do truly feel that way. It's not something that, uh, I make up or pretend. I look, I don't know how to pretend. I just well, not a good pretender. It's, you know, that's why it, I know me personally, and I, I'm speaking for you too. I'm sure that, you know, if somebody's upset or worried about where their machine is. That's why it sits on you so heavy because you, you want them to be happy. You want them to oh, have yeah. the best machine. And yeah, it's almost personal yeah. to you too. Cause it's like, I don't want to make somebody upset yeah. and I'll do everything I can to try to make it right. I mean, I really feel like we all do that. Honestly. I, I think we, I know that I do it. I know you do it. I, I think we all do it. I absolutely, and no question, you know, when a customer is like when Bob's up, upset at me, I get upset. I don't <laughs> want him to be that. upset. You know? <laughs> but, no, but when, when a customer is upset out of something that really affects me, yeah. it's not like I hang up and say to hell with them or I don't care. Or, I forget about it. He's like really weighs on me. Oh, yeah. It really does. You know, and, and maybe, you know, I think that's how it should be. I really do. Yeah, if you, you know? care about what you do and you care, you really do care yeah. about your customers and you want them to be happy, it should feel that way. <laughs> well, I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm proud to work. I'm proud to work for this company. Number one, I always have yeah. been. I've, I've been proud of the product that we sell. I'm proud. And, and nobody cares about embroidery. Nobody even thinks about it. I mean, when I came for, to work for this company in, in 93, I didn't know what an embroidery machine was. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll do this yeah. for a little while and I'll quit because who wants to do this? And I, right. I, I can't explain it. You, 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 I, I said there's this, this black hole of embroidery. It sucks you in. You can't get out. And I, I'm joking about it because it truly is a, a really good um, industry to be in. But I also wonder, too, wh- what if I'd have gone to work for Brand X? I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been so good. Um, right. There, there's Yeah, we, we do make the best machine, and I believe that with all my heart. But... You know what? Again, what if the company wasn't that good? What if they tried to, you know, cheat their customers or they didn't care about service or support? I mean, you know, when when Cleveland took us over, you know, we went through that whole fiasco when Wilcox and Gibbs went bankrupt. I I didn't know how that was going to work out. I didn't know because right. did they have the yeah. same philosophy as us? And mm-hmm. there were there were some bumps in the road. You know, when when they first took us over, they built machines. They, they weren't a service-oriented company, and we 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 kind of had to train them and say, "Look, you you can't you can't charge somebody for every little screw that you send them, um, or every every little part." You, I remember, I'm not going to name someone in accounting who's no longer there, but you know, you give away a set of hoops. Well, who gave you the authority to do that? Well. I'm the boss. Do you know how much they cost? Yeah, I know exactly how much they cost. And do you know this person just spent 50 grand with us and we're fussing about 
couple hundred dollars worth of hoops. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, and, and it was because they were manufacturing, they had to know in, in their defense. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they were totally wrong because I tried my best to look at both sides of every equation. But but they they had to know the price of every screw that went into that machine because at the end of the day they had to know it cost X amount of dollars. Right. So Correct. it was a different mentality, and I think we both it it probably took us four or five years, don't you think, for us to get all that straightened out? Yeah, no, it, 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 you know, whenever a manufacturer goes direct, they don't really have the concept no. of you know what the customer needs are. You know, we're like the the soldiers, just like the general you know, making the, the plan of war and then the person going out there and fighting and stuff like that. So I don't think they always really understand, you know, what's out there and what needs to be done. And sometimes how a minor thing that costs very little can be so invaluable to the customer and goodwill and, and happiness and success. And you try to relay that and they don't really always understand because it, it's really two separate concepts. I, I agree wholeheartedly on that, you know, and it does take time when a manufacturing decides to go direct themselves because they don't really understand that. that, that. And, 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 and the sales organization needs to understand the, the, the plight of uh, the manufacturer as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, 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 go, it goes both ways. So yeah, there's always going to be a transition. You know, we've gone through a number of transitions and we've always worked through them and we've been very, very successful. We, we, we really have, you know, and, and we've made a lot of happy people out there. And I think that, look, we, we love to see good embroidery out there. And we know that nobody can produce it better than we can. Absolutely. And that's a real feeling. I, 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 I remember being in, where was I? I was looking at a hard rock cafe jacket and it was in, maybe I was in a casino and it was, this was years and years and years ago. And it was the full back of a jacket. And the jacket at that time might have been $150, $200. You know, and today's dollars, it might have been three, dollars $400,000. And I was looking at it. And the embroidery of the hard rock, there were no trims, you know, between the uh, letters, you know. The H, A, there were no trims. Between, and I'm looking at this. And I'm going, and it's really a high-end jacket, beautiful design, and no trims because they're obviously you know, embroidering it over in China someplace. They didn't want to slow down the machines and put in the trim stop. And I'm looking at that and I'm going like, I can't believe that they're charging this amount for this jacket and they don't even trim it. I go, wow, how could they do that? You know, a thing that you notice and, so, and other people would, I, my, my son's hockey team, they, they, they were getting everything embroidered and they wanted to put their names on the turtleneck. You know, mm-hmm. and my wife goes to me, you want to get involved and help them out? I said, I said, no way. Whoever, <laughs> some mother, mother was doing it. I said, let her, let her get the shirt, get them. And I said, I don't want to get involved in that at all. Let them do it. Fine. So, so we get the shirts back and I buy one like everybody else. And the names on the, on the turtleneck look so lousy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, and, and the funniest thing about it is we get them back. I look at it. So I look at, you know, my son's Brandon too, Brandon. So I mm-hmm. look at Brandon's hand. I go to my wife. I go, man, that looks so lousy. You know, don't forget, I met my wife through the company like many other people. You know, she was my customer service rep. So talk about family. When I talk about this company, not only has it been my career, it's my wife and my whole family. You know, I met her. 
you know, in, in, in 86 in, in Nick, but, but I get this embroidery back and I, I said, it looks so shitty. Oh, excuse my friend. It looks so lousy. And <laughs> I, you should have heard the team. They go, Oh man, that looks so great. Look, yeah. we got our names yeah. on it. It's, it's amazing how we look at it and how they, just the idea that they had their name sewed on got them so excited and happy. All the mothers loved it. The kids loved it. The embroidery was so lousy. <laughs> Most people don't know what good embroidery looks like. And it's amazing. If somebody has like Brand X machine and they think their embroidery is really good and they get a beard and they'll be like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I had no idea what what good embroidery looked that happens, like. That happens all the time. All these lot, people, that, that happens so much. They they go, I, I have no, I had no idea the difference. Oh my God, what a difference. The quality, no thread break. I mean, yeah, I hear that. I hear that so much. And that's a great feeling. I, yeah. you know, I travel. So, you know, I, I, I was out all week this week from Monday to Friday. I haven't been traveling as much through the pandemic and I'm getting out more and I'm trying to, you know, I try to see 10, 15 people. And sometimes it's in and out five minutes. Sometimes I go and the guy's not there or whatever. I try to see as many people along the way, you know. And I tell you, I go out all day. And I get so much love. It's amazing. I People are happy to see you. They love their machine. They're doing well. I can't tell you. I can't think of a bad remark I got all, all week. I think I had one place that had a machine problem. We kind of went over that. And even them, they weren't terrible. And we kind of went over it. And there were some issues that we can work through and we'll get it resolved, you know. But And I tell people, I said, you know, all I do is get love. My head's, my head's going to explode. It's like going to fall off my shoulders. I'm just feeling, you know, so full of, of, of myself and the company and everything, feeling so good. I come home in about 15 minutes, my wife yells at me. Straightens me right yeah, out. Yeah, brings you back to earth. <laughs> right down to earth. It's like. I spent four days of love constantly come home and like, you didn't do this or that, right? you know, whatever, you know? So yeah, that's, that's called life. Yeah, that's how it is. That's yeah. how it is out there. You know? All right, buddy. Well, we've kept you long enough or you've kept us long enough. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate you coming on here. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, it was just yeah, like, good to get you on. what think- day could we stay awake the longest and listen to Vinny talk for an hour? <laughs> I, I, I think, had- um, your perspective on, on things, the industry, our company, I, I think it's a good idea for our listeners and our followers to, to, to kind of know. And it's, and you know, we're, I, I'm big about what, what Bearden is all about. You know, anybody, I've said this a million times, anybody can sell you a machine, shake your hand and say, don't call me unless, uh, you're ready for another you're machine. ready for another machine. But one thing I, I, I've always stressed, and it's been my philosophy, and it is with all of you guys, and, and I, I think we've put together a really, really good team of, of salespeople, is, is how, how seriously you guys take this and how much you want to do for the customer. Because, man, if we don't have customers, we're kind of screwed. So, yeah. And one thing, you know, hey, I, I'll I, add this in there, too. You know, when, when Brandon expressed interest in, in – and working here, I was kind of taken aback. I remember when we first had a conversation. I didn't take him seriously. And, and then I made the comment, we were at a, at a birthday party or something. And I, I said, I, I need to find somebody. We were and, at the gym. That's what it was. And you said, well, what about me? And, and I'm like, are you serious? Cause he, you know, Brandon's a physical therapist. And, uh, I'm like, do you really want to get into this? And I think that 
I think that he knew that I liked my career and I was happy with it and we had a really good company. Um, and I think he wanted to be part of it. And I, and I got to thinking, well, why not? You know, he, he, you know, you know, he, and well, you probably don't know this, but he and his brother threaded every Bob and show machine. Yep. When they were, when they were what, 13, 12, 12 13, 13, something yep. like that. I, no, they, I don't they would I work. They yeah. would work at the DC in Greensboro. And I remember Colin Brandon, all the 30 heads that we used to take the 20 heads, pretty much every machine, they would thread them. No, I had no idea. Yeah. First time I've heard so that. I've been around a yeah. long time. Vinny. Yeah, he, he's been around yeah, longer than <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you're think. old. Yeah, Brandon, you are. Yeah, now I'm changing my whole perspective. You're old, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I agree. Yeah. I think about that every morning when I try to get out of bed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we, uh, I appreciate you, Vinny, too, just personally. Like, you know, whenever I started working here, you were really helpful and, yeah, always open to questions. And I, I appreciate it. I don't know that I ever told no, you that, I, but I'm telling you now. Well, no, thank you. I, I, you know, I'm glad that you feel that way, and I feel the same. I think that, I, I, you know, like we've been saying all along, we're, we're like a family, and we work together. And, and, you know, whenever I have, like, a lead come through, and they say, you know, I, I can't tell you, you know, you're in somebody else's territory, you're in Brandon's territory, you're in Gary's mm-hmm. territory, you know, but they'll take good care of you. But never hesitate to give me a call, even though they're your salesman. I'll always answer a question. I'll always help you out. You can always call on us because we all work together. We're a team. Yeah, I so agree. it's not like handing you over to somebody else. So I think we all feel that way. So, yeah. Um, this I, has been, go ahead. Brandon, you said this was going to be fun and this was fun. Again, you know, I hope I didn't talk everybody's ear off no, 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 too much. No, we, it was, it was, it was really good. And again, I, I think it's very enlightening for people who listen. It's kind of a little backstory uh, on mm-hmm. who we are. And again, you know, you're not just buying a machine from a company. That's yep. got a bunch of cold robots. I mean, we're, yeah. we're people we care, and they're not very many of us. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but, you know, and that's the thing I like. I've said this too. I mean, people get tired of me saying this. I, I, we don't sell the most embroidered machines in the world, and I'm proud of that fact. I want to sell the best. I, we're not out there to make as many as we possibly can, and that's why the people that are sticking with us and waiting on their mach- machines, if this is uh, your first Bearden, you're going to love it. it it's and I, I know it. I shouldn't say this, but it's it's going to be worth the wait. It will be because you are absolutely going to love it. And to the people that are sticking by us that have bought their second or third or 15th or 20th, you know, we appreciate it. And thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. But, but you know what you've got and to go buy something else, it wouldn't be the same for you. So, and I'm not being cocky about that. I'm just, I'm being, I am very appreciative of people sticking with us. You know, th- this will get better at some point. Um, I hope we get back to some sense of normalcy, but, uh, yeah. you know, trust, trust me, we, we, we take this stuff seriously and, and we want you to get your machine as soon as you can. So. Yeah. I, Hey, I agree. I concur with all that. You're absolutely right. You know, so and Vincent, thanks guys. We, uh, we, we love you, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you for the job you do. You yeah. know, uh, and call, we, call me whenever you're having trouble with, um, quote by life. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, dude, gonna, he's going to hear some calls. Listen, he's 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 really good on it. I'm 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 proud of him. He he's taking taking it taking it by the horns and good. and he's, I I call him the expert on it. He's I was the uh, I was the first man on the moon. He was for the quote ballet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got it. I hey, look. Thanks for inviting me, Brendan. I will take you up on that. Yes, I mean sure. it. I mean it. <laughs>
questions on it. Anytime, and, uh, dude, anytime. Have a, and have a great holiday weekend. Again, yeah, thanks. Same, Good talking to you guys. And and let's touch base next week. Yeah, okay? we'll, see, we'll see you soon enough. You got it, man. Thanks, All right, buddy. Me. Take care. See you, man. Bye. All righty. Well, we kept it uh, to a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, I don't know what that thing's doing. Some kind of countdown. It's not going to blow up, is it? I don't know. It just <laughs> started, there was something purple that came up. I've never seen before. Uh-oh. Okay, anyway, yeah. Thanks to Vinny. And uh, yeah, I yeah. hope you guys get something out of it. Just get somebody else's perspective and their, um, basically their um, path into Bearden. I, I don't think anybody chose you don't choose to sell an embroidery machine or you don't choose to work for an embroidery company because nobody even thinks about it other than maybe your grandma has a an embroidery machine in her in her kitchen that she bought from jc penny i don't know <laughs> i might go work for them but um yeah it's it was it's and this 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 whole thing me mad at Benny's. Kind it's of a, a joke. It's a joke. I, I mean, said I told him I was bringing it up, so it yeah. wasn't like he was blindsided. But he, I think I thought it's hilarious. He did get my feathers ruffled a little bit. Anytime but, you're pissed off at somebody, I, it brings me so much joy. Was I that mad at him? Uh no. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. It, it irritated me when I was at the gym that morning. I read his email. I, it kind of set me off a little bit, and I was probably wrong. And you, when you read emails, you can't. No, uh, people always put. Ashley does this. She'll put, when she's reading somebody's text message, she'll put a voice to it. Yeah. Like if she's reading it to me, she's like, listen to this. And she changes her voice. Like, how do you know how they said it? (laughs) You don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, people send an email or something. I just read it, take it at face value. If they're mad, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But yeah, you can't put context into an email or text. But no, it all got squashed. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, nah, he knows. Yeah. And anytime something... You know, Vinny, he's so successful. I like when the legs get knocked out of people like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, the, the thing is, Jamie jumped on the me and hurt my feelings. Right. So it's basically, <laughs> so it's basically Jamie's fault. Yeah. It's Jamie's yeah. fault. It That's was a trickle, trickle down Jamie, anger. That's what Jamie happened. Jamie started it. Yeah. So she got mad at me and yelled at me. So I'm, if she yells at me, I'm yelling at somebody else. Yeah. I didn't get to hear all that. I just caught the tail end of it. I was oh, like, she let me. I was like, it. this is going to be good. Yeah, she she let me have it. It really hurt my feelings. I had to go to therapy for a couple of days. It really bugged me. Sure. You need to see a therapist. You have not. I, I do. That's yeah. true. All righty. Well, the um, next episode will probably be from GPX because when this episode, episode comes out, I think GPX is that following week. Is it? This is that future math I, we try I, to do. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Well, I, I hope you and, you and, um, you and John and uh, me – Maybe we can. Yeah, do that's what that's what I was. Yeah, because John's podcast. coming. He's going to hang out at the booth with us in Charlotte. Okay. Um, and then the impression show is at the end of September. So that's two things coming up for housekeeping. End of September. Yeah. So it goes September and October. Oh, impressions. I'm sorry. You, that's you what said I said. GPX, and you said impress. Okay, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You gonna get mad at me now? I'm gonna get mad at you. <laughs> hey, listen. Get your stuff right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. We appreciate you guys uh, subscribing, liking. The code is up on Facebook and Instagram for the GPX show. Mm-hmm. We don't have one for 
uh, Fort Worth yet? Uh, not yet. They haven't sent it. To we me. usually get one. So yeah, if we do keep in the past, it has just been Bearden, but I don't know that that's the case. So uh, we'll post it when we get it. Hey, another thing too. Did you get the uh, notification from? Um, who do we do our podcast? Who's who's hosting our podcasts? Or who do we use? Oh, Buzzsprout. Yeah. Did you see where we just did our last episode with Charles Reeves? Was our 25th? Yeah. I know that because I make them. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, know seems, done, I didn't know we had done I thought it was five. more than that. I it, didn't, it I, seems like someone would have said, how many have you done? I would have said, I don't know, 10 or 12. No, it's been a lot. But I thought it was more than that. But yeah. we don't do it. When I've done podcasts in the past, they're like every week. Some, some were even twice a week. Wow. But we can't do that. This is... No. It's a labor of love. But. We love doing them. Yeah, um, and we hope you guys like it. And always you can leave comments and let us know what you want to hear. Sure. Improvements. Yeah. Uh, just be kind because you don't want to make Bob an upset. You'll <laughs> <laughs> take it out on Vinny. If somebody wants to send me some nice Bavarian pretzels, though, that would be nice. <laughs> Are you eyeballing them over there? I, I think you finished the bag mind. off, ain't you? No. Oh, okay. No, I got plenty. My, your mother keeps me in pretzels. She has to work an extra job, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure pretzels. you're going through them like I've never seen uh, before. I'm getting fat. Oh, hush. All righty. We'll see you guys on the next Thanks. one. Thanks, Thanks you again guys. for everything. And we'll see you in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. That's how I'm in that one. Good. See ya. Adios.